So that's what we're going to talk about. You'll understand what that means here in just a minute. And then afterwards, we'll have our banquet. So going to be a great day. So we get to eat twice today. Amen. So I just want to bring you just a short message called uh, Have Yourself a Merry, M-A-R-Y, a Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful that uh, we have wonderful Bible characters like Mary and so many others that inspire us in so many ways. And we'll thank you for what thoughts that you'll give us today, this last message of this year for your glory in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. you know, there's some very special people uh, who make the Christmas story so amazing and so memorable. I think Mary definitely heads that list. Amen. The Bible says, and I have these verses right up on the screen here so you can follow us. And the Bible says in the sixth month in Luke chapter one, verse 26, the Bible says in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. What was her name? And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. You know, I think about two very different old nursery rhymes. One is this one. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Y'all ever heard that one before? Huh? How does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and pretty maids all in a row. But then I think about this one, Mary had a little lamb. I, I said she had a little lamb. Huh? Come on now, y'all help me preach this, huh? Amen. She had a little lamb. His fleece was white as snow. And everywhere that Mary went, Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. It followed her to school one day, which was against the rules. It made the children laugh and play to see the lamb at school. And so the teacher turned it out, but still it lingered near and waited patiently about till Mary did appear. Why does the lamb love Mary so, the eager children cry? Why, Mary loves the lamb, you know, the teacher did reply. Amen. You know, in both history and in literature, there were some contrary Marys. Can, can, can we just be honest? some contrary Mary, as well as some sweet and godly ones. Amen. So as for contrary ones, I think about people like Bloody Mary. I think about Mary Tudor, or, or she's the Mary Tudor, Queen of England, a Catholic seeking to return England back to Catholicism. She cruelly had over 300 Protestant Christians put to death, burning them at the stake. In literature, there's another bad Mary called Mary Sue. Y'all ever heard of Mary Sue? Huh? It's a derogatory term, by the way, Mary Sue, for an over-idealized fictional character with annoyingly cute, corny mannerisms like exotic hair or eye color, a tragic past, or having weird pets. She was a mess. Mary Sue. So in essence, She's a main character around whom the plot and the characters revolve. Regardless of whether or not it makes sense, she gets things, whether abilities or beauty or attention or whatever, without earning them. That's Mary Sue. So she's usually a very hollow character, uh, but even characters of substance can be Mary Sue's. So we've seen some bad Marys in history and literature, yes? But there's also some good Marys in history. 
in the early chapters of the New Testament, we meet up with this sweet, godly Mary of Nazareth in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, whom God chose to bear the pure little lamb. Yes, Jesus Christ, God's son. And there was no ordinary Mary in this Mary. She wasn't ordinary. She was extraordinary. She is, in essence, the mother of Christmas. And so that's why I want you to have yourself a very merry Christmas. Amen. Let's learn then some life lessons from Mary that will help us have a merry Christmas. And I want to use the letters M-A-R-Y. Each will stand for something in our message today. The letter M deals with her being the mother of Jesus Christ. Mary was the mother of Jesus Christ, uh, the earthly mother of Jesus Christ. Okay? Several prophecies in the Bible fulfilled in her, were fulfilled in her. And the Bible says very uh, clearly that she had to be a virgin. The Bible says a virgin shall conceive in Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. Ladies and teen girls, can I talk to you for a minute? This is one wonderful gift that God has given you that you just can't give away to any old body. Amen. Uh, God has this woman to be a virgin for a reason. He wants you to preserve yourself for the man that he has chosen for you. Yes. Uh, and and uh, to marry. Excuse me. <clears throat> There's something that's so special about purity in the eyes of God and man. And I want you to notice as the mother of Jesus, she had to be of the lineage of Judah. Uh, also down through the line of David. Matthew chapter 1 gives us those details and Luke chapter 3 give us these genealogies. Matthew 1 gives Joseph's line. Luke chapter 3 gives Mary's line and they come together in Jesus. Amen. And so, um, so since Joseph is technically not Jesus' earthly father, it's especially important that Mary be from Judah so that Old Testament prophecy would be fulfilled. Here's a verse of scripture for your thinking. Micah 2, 5 and verse 2 says this, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, speaking about that town where Jesus uh, would be uh, uh, located, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. Jesus Christ is eternal. He's always been the word of God in heaven. That word became flesh and became a baby and became a man and grew up to die on a cross. The Bible says in Psalm 132 and 11, it says this, The Lord hath sworn in truth unto David, he will not turn from it. Of the fruit of thy body will I set upon thy throne. So there it is. We have those lines down through David, through Judah, that come together in the person of Jesus Christ and that baby born in the manger. Can somebody say amen right there? I want you to notice Joseph being also from Judah was just the icing on the cake, even though he's not the earthly father. Both were from Judah. And so but not necessarily uh, necessary since the supernatural seed in Mary's womb came directly from God. Amen. And so Matthew's genealogy makes it very clear, the clear distinction that Jesus is the husband of Mary but not the father of Jesus. Let me say that again. It's very clear in the Bible that Joseph is the husband of Mary, but is not the father of Jesus. Amen. And so Matthew 1 and verse 16 says, And Jacob begat Joseph. What is he called? The husband of Mary. Amen. God allowed him to marry her, but, but that baby came from heaven. And so, and of whom was born, that is of Mary, was born uh, Jesus, who is called the Christ. Are you with me so far? So, so the earthly peace of Christ's manhood through Judah and David was supplied by Mary. 
So, so Jesus was born as both the son of David and as the son of God. Both. He was both. And that's why he's referred to as the God man in the Bible, among many other titles. You know, Mary was so amazed and so humbled that God would use her to bring the Christ child into the world, wasn't she? And to be his mother. God likewise wants us to be worthy of being used of him. Uh, like Mary, our lives should be such that when God looks down from heaven for somebody that he can trust and use, we're the first people that come to his mind. This leads us then into our next point. So not only was Mary the mother of Jesus, amen, but we see also that uh, in the letter A, she was appointed by God. She was appointed by God. Notice back in our text uh, where it said that she found favor. She found favor in the eyes of God. And so, you know, it's one thing to find our own path in life, but yet altogether different when it's chosen for us. So in this ancient context, a young woman's spouse would have been chosen for her. Very Eastern, uh, even to this day in places like India and maybe in the Orient and different places that uh, they still do that. The, the brides are chosen for the, for the, uh, for the groom or, or I, and so forth and so on. So, and so uh, the families contract and make sure monies are put in place and everything is, is, is done uh, according to, to uh, God's will and, and what the parents know about the children and, and they're not going to try to put them with the wrong person and so forth and so on. It, it, when you really think about that, it takes all of the craziness and all of the, what's the word, um, uh, the stress of dating and, and hoping and was this the right one? You already know this is the person you're going to marry. Okay. Other than death, there's really no other reason that, uh, you know, that 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 you not get married. So and that's why I should pause for a minute and say that was so sacred, that union pre-union, the pre-union before the marriage, the espousal, that you literally had to divorce the person because they were so designated to be your mate. That's why that's why it says that Joseph had to, to, to quietly kind of put her away because he felt like maybe she kind of laying down with somebody else. I know this is not my baby. And then, of course, you know, God had to let him know that this baby is from me. Amen. But I want you to notice that she is appointed by God. She found favor with God. Are you with me so far? So, in other words, Many aspects of her life would also be regulated by her parents or by her husband. That's just how it was in the, the, this culture and so forth. So Mary was used to, uh, used to trusting. She was used to trusting other people to control her destiny, if you will. It wasn't that difficult then for her to submit to God's calling and control in her life. Let me just stop and pause for a minute. We just we watch a lot of, um, you know, uh, uh, true TV documentaries and everything. And, and the, here's just the complete opposite contrast to Mary. We, we, we saw a show about a 17 year old young lady um, yesterday. And this girl was forbidden by her dad and by her mom because she wasn't even keeping her end up in school, late to school, two, three days a week and everything. No, you're not going with some other kids that they may or may not have known on spring break 14 hours away from here. No, that ain't happening. <laughs> she went anyway, slipped out, went, got in a car with these kids, went down there uh, 14 hours away from her home, ended up getting involved with uh, some things and got ended up getting apprehended by some guy. Uh, they finally figured out who he was, who ended up killing her all because she just didn't. She just decided she wasn't going to obey her parents. Amen. And so um, they didn't talk about that piece in the video. 
All they talked about was the fact, and this is sad that she lost her life. Yes, it's absolutely sad. It's sad that somebody ended up taking advantage of her who had also taken advantage of other young ladies before that. It's all sad. But the one piece they never brought out and they never developed was her disobedience to her parents. Rank disobedience. You, I mean, that ain't like going around the corner and sneaking out. This is like going from, to, from a whole nother state to a whole nother state with strangers or, or semi-strangers. Uh, they was all coupled up. She wasn't. They were coupled up, not married, but, you know, young people on spring break, you know, with their boyfriends and girlfriends and whatever. And she's constantly texting back and forth to her boyfriend who was back home who didn't tell the parents, her parents, until he couldn't reach her anymore that she slipped out. You know, and so it's just one of those stories. It's just a whole completely different animal when you compare the two stories, isn't it? Mary would have never done anything like that. Mary wasn't a headstrong, rebellious, unruly type who God couldn't use. Uh, she was a sweet, teachable, humble young woman with a servant's heart. And that's why God chose her. You know, like her father, Abraham, uh, or forefather Abraham, Mary was a friend of God. You know, friends can trust friends to do what's in the other's best interest. Amen. God fully trusted Mary with Jesus. Look at this verse here. John 15. The Bible says in verse 14 and following, ye are my friends, Jesus says, if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my father. I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me. We're back to this. I have chosen you. Amen. You have not chosen me. He says, I have chosen you and I've ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you ask of the father in my name, he may give it you. We see that Jesus, uh, Mary was the mother of Jesus. She was appointed by God. But I want you to notice something else in the letter R in her name. She was respected among women. Back in our text, there was this phrase, blessed among women, blessed among women. You know, this is equal to saying you are the happiest of all women. And, and so other women will see what God is doing in your life and they'll want to be like you. You know, we, we need some young women like Mary uh, who dare to be pure and to be separate from the world and to be examples of younger women. Some young women who ain't the average run of the mill kind of girls. Amen. Can I get an amen from somebody? See, 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 Mary stood out spiritually. Uh, she had an evident walk with God and she had a life of prayer. Our, our young girls, uh, young women, they should always strive to be worthy to play the part in their church play of Mary. Have you ever thought about that? They should be worthy to play that part. Amen. And so um, so keep your testimony for Christ. And you'll always likewise be blessed among women. Let me say this to you. Ladies, when I say names like Lizzo, Megan the Stallion, Miley Cyrus, Madonna, Kim Kardashian, what comes to your mind? Modesty? Immodesty. Maybe even scandal, yes? Now, when I say names like the singer of the, one of the songs we just sang a minute ago, named C. C. Winans. When I tell you maybe a name of a Bible teacher, a well-known among Christian circles, Priscilla Shirer, or a missionary, not with us anymore, this was many, many years ago, uh, Amy Hart Carmichael, 
And maybe many other godly leading ladies or spiritual mentors that come to your mind in your own life. Think about what comes to mind then. Do the same things come to mind as these other ladies I mentioned? Absolutely not. I think about virtue. I think about purity. I think about women who fear God. Amen. See, if you don't know these women that I mentioned, you need to Google them, read everything you can from them. They're not perfect. I'm not setting them up as perfect, but I'm setting them up as different. Amen. Read everything you can. I'm sure all of them have written bios and all of them have written good books and got materials out there. It's kind of a shame. We went through, my wife and I, trying to come up with some names of women. See, we know the other ones, but we couldn't come up with any notable Christian woman that a broad spectrum of people would know. That's sad. That's sad. Um, You know, there might be one or two But unless you walk in circles of deep Bible study, of mentorship, some of these names would never come to mind. And some of them are not even with us. Some of them are hundreds of years old, maybe a hundred or more years old. So but but these are the women many times who've shaped in their age, in their time, Christianity uh, as lady to lady kind of a, a, a ministry. And that's why I mentioned their names. There are some that are very noteworthy in Christian circles today and in former times. Amen. Get their books, read their stuff, look at their videos, and and I think they'll be a blessing to you. Uh, And they'll probably lead you to some other people that have mentored them. And and you'll get a a, 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 maybe a a list of some ladies and men because we men, we preachers particularly have mentors and or scholars and or people we read. Um, But again, their names, if I tried to come up with some that everybody would know, they would be very few and far between. Okay. And so we know the ones in the world, but it's a shame when they overshadow the ones in the in the church. Can I get an amen from somebody? Amen. And so so that's why we're talking about having a Merry Christmas. The letter Y in Mary stands for yielded to God's will. She was yielded to God's will. Luke one and verse thirty eight says this. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. As God was expressing to her what she would be doing, uh, she was so taken aback. Uh, and she said, uh, be it unto me according to thy word. How can I not do what the Lord has called me to do and commissioned me to do? So as we further consider how Mary was yielded totally to God's will and purposes in her life, we see several other accompanying character traits that we should incorporate into our lives to have a Merry Christmas. One, and I see this is Luke 145, she believed God's word. Luke 145 again says, blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord, the Bible says. See, this is what her cousin Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, said to her. Mary believed all that the prophets and the angels said. She wasn't overwhelmed, nor did she run away. She welcomed and embraced her high calling. Amen. She also was humble in her demeanor. The Bible says in Luke 148, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaid. See, these other names that I mentioned before, they're known because of their forthrightness in the public eye, because of what they don't wear in the public eye, from some of the things that they say that are very coarse and gritty and rough and and, and profane. They're known for those things. But this young lady, unassuming as she was, she says that she that you regarded the lowest state. I'm from this little town over here. Who am I, Lord, for you to use me? But you've regarded the lowest state of your handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth, all nations 
shall call me blessed. Don't we call her blessed? We call her blessed today. Amen. She got a message named after her. Merry Christmas. Come on now. Huh? So we blessing Mary a little bit through Jesus, but we, we blessing her. So, so you just can't put a price tag on this kind of humility. If Jesus humbled himself, even to the death of the cross, how much more should we humble ourselves before him in our service, before him and others? You know, I'm so grateful. My children are blessed to walk in great circles among wonderful people. Uh, they have a, 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 a set of friends that's just wonderful people. They're good. They've been in my home. Uh, they're warm. They're inviting. They're knowledgeable. Uh, they're, they're sweet. Uh, both guys and ladies, both my boys as well as as my, my, my daughter. They're just a wonderful circle of friends and 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 and, uh, and then a broader spectrum of friends outside of that in the college and, and church life that they're a part of. And I'm, I'm blessed by that and I'm thankful for that. And I've learned some things from them. And, and it's a joy to know that there are people who can definitely be different and, and, and not have an issue with being different. Amen. And so so she praised not only was she humble in her demeanor, but then I see finally she praised God's goodness. She praised God's goodness. Luke 1, 46, 47 and 49 say this. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my savior. For he that is mighty has done in me great things, the Bible says, and holy is his name. See, we opened contrasting Mary, Mary, quite contrary, and Mary and her little lamb. Amen. See, see, the first children's rhyme has sinister connotations to it and connections with either Bloody Mary or, uh, uh, or Mary, Queen of Scots, both ruling in the same time period. See, see the garden, the cockle shells and the pretty maidens all in a row uh, depicting aspects of the bloody false religion of Catholicism, the gardens of graves of the persecuted, tortured believers and the silver bells in the cockle shells being the torturing instruments themselves. Maiden was another term for the original guillotine. That was the name of the guillotine, a, a murdering instrument which beheaded its victim. Contrasting that Mary with Mary and her little lamb is like night and day, isn't it? It really is. The connotations in the second rhyme are so pure. They're so innocent and they're so heartwarming. They're G-rated. Amen. And, and so God, God, G for God. Amen. So God wants us to see behind the masks of false religion for what it really is. As well, he wants us to respect and long for the sweet love relationship between God and his little sheep. See, if we're to have a truly merry Christmas, we must choose today to follow uh, either Bloody Marys and the Mary Sues of this world or to follow the example of Mary, the earthly mother of the King of Kings. Amen. And the Lord of Lords. So I pray today that you're going to have what kind of Christmas? A Merry Christmas. Let's God give God some praise. Amen.